Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind them and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And so the two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbanai, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go and say to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father. To my God and your God, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive. This is what they felt like when it happened. And today, it's how we should feel too. 
Because what it meant for them, it means for us. Just close our eyes and let us pray together. Isaiah 65 reminds us, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight And as people of joy, I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses. And dwell in them, they will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses, and others live in them, will plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For there will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Father, we come today with grateful and joyful hearts. Even though the season of Lent has been a long journey of ups and downs, especially with everything that's been happening with the pandemic, with our personal situations, with everything that we've been going through, not just as a church, but in our individuals, even in our own homes, in our family. Lord, we come today with one thing, with joy. For God, because of today, because you resurrected, Because he lives, because you live, I live. And this is the meaning of Easter. This is the meaning of Lent. Not just in your death, but to know you in your resurrection. So God, we look to you, Jesus. We look to you. And God, as you transition now to the message that you have in store for us today, I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be pleasing in your sight, O God. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We look to you, Jesus. Speak to us, Lord, for we are hungry and desperate to hear your voice. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, in my prayer, and God's people pray. Amen and amen. Hello, everyone. Can we all turn to our neighbor and say, Happy Easter. Happy Happy resurrection, everyone. The prophecy has been fulfilled, and what a joyous day it is, for Jesus Christ has risen. Because of the resurrection, we all have new life in Christ Jesus. So let's begin with today's main passage, 
And the passage is found in Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17 to 25. And the message, the title of today's message is called, My Child, It Is Finished. My Child, It Is Finished. Let's begin with our scripture. And the title says, New Heavens and a New Earth. It says in verse 17, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered. Nor will they come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight, and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them. Or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountains, says the Lord. And then following in Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27, it says, In the beginning you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment. Like clothing, you will will change them, and they will be discarded. But you remain the same, and your ears will never end. This was a prophecy before Jesus was crucified, before his coming, before his birth. It was a prophecy given to us as Christians and to us believers that when we hope in him, that we will no longer, that we will no longer be doomed to misfortune, that we'll be blessed by the Lord, that there won't be any more divisions, that lions will eat straw like the ox and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. The wolf and the lamb, they will feed together. And it says there's, there will be unity in this new heaven and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered no more. We will rejoice forever in God, for he will create a new heaven and a new earth. That's the promise given to us. No longer will there be infants that will die at a young age or an old man who dies by sickness or by misfortune. But we will have blessings from God. We'll be able to live out our ears for eternity with him. That is a promise that is given to us. And that is all due to Easter. That is all due to the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is today, the day called Easter. Everything will perish, but Lord, you remain and you remain the same. And you will never change. Yesterday, today, and forever, you will never change. 
you will never end. You remain the same. That's the promise given to us. So if you transition now to the end, the last part of the Bible in the book of Revelation, the promise is given to us. It goes further. This is after the resurrection. And if you look, if you, if you can turn with me to Revelation chapter 21, and in, in chapter 21, verse 1 through 8, the title says, A New Heaven and a New Earth. And it says, and it goes on in verse 1, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Remember, water represents chaos, division. Humans cannot live in water. That's why God created land. And in verse 2, it says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Can you repeat after me? He will. Wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cause from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this and I'll be their God and they'll be my children. That's the promise that's given to us, to believers in Christ, to the disciples of Jesus Christ. But there's a shift here in verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and, and all liars, they'll be consigned to the fairy lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. It's a promise given to us that in the end, it's that in the end, that he will come and there will be no more tears from our eyes, no more death or crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away that he is making everything new. And the only way that we can receive these new blessings, this new promise, is through our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, that was only possible for Christ had finished his work on the cross. And that's the day of today, Easter. And if you keep going, skipping to verse 22 to verse 27, still on chapter 21, it says this in Revelation 21, it says, I did not... See a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. No longer do we need a physical temple for us to go, but the temple is God himself. He is the temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the king of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it, 
Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. If your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, then we are promised in this blessing that nothing will ever be shut, that we no longer need sun or the moon to give us the light, for he is the light. Jesus Christ is our light. And that light will never shut. That light will burn forever. And that's the promise given to us. If you skip one more chapter, if you go further into the next chapter, chapter 22, verse 1 through 5, more promises given to us. And the title is called Eden Restored. And it says in verse 1, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and, and of the Lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. That's the promise that's been given to us, for us as Christians, for the true disciples of Jesus Christ. So it's a reminder today on this day that a promise has been given, that Jesus Christ has risen. It's not just a physical life, but spiritually, our soul, our life, everything will be restored in Him. We'll have hope in Christ. That in this earthly life, not only in this earthly life will we have hope, but in the life after, for all of eternity, we have hope in Jesus Christ. No more tears and no more no more tears, and no more pain. Even though in this life, we will get sick, and we're prone to getting hurt, dying at a young age, catching diseases, accidents happening to our loved ones, misfortune happening to our lives. But even then, in life and in death, we have hope. In death, we have hope. Why? because of the eternity that we have in Jesus Christ, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. No more tears, no more pain. Can you repeat after me? No more tears, no more, tears. No more, pain. No more pain. And now in this life here on earth, we now wait for the second coming, the second advent of our Lord Jesus Christ, where all things will be judged and restored where everything will be revealed for what it is, for everything will be revealed. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. For the old order of things has passed away. I am making everything new, everything new. I am the Alpha and the Omega beginning and the end. 
To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Remember the story of the Samaritan woman, where she was given and offered this water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. And the question is, will you be victorious? By ourselves, no. But only in Christ can we be victorious. Will we inherit all this? And I will be their God, and they will be my children. We are no longer orphans, lost out in the world, with no one to protect us, care for us. He has prepared a way, a home for us, for us to go to. That's what Easter is all about. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. Who are his servants? Us, the faithful servants, will serve him. We will see his face. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the Lamb or the light of the sun, for the Lord will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Revelation chapter 22. It's a promise given to us. The prophecy has been fulfilled, as it says in Isaiah chapter 65. The prophecy is done. It's finished. It's complete. It is finished. My child, it is finished. It's no more. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they, be, will, will they come to mind. You won't say, oh, I miss the good old days. The days when I was young and when things were good and innocent and but who can remain innocent in this life for we are all broken individuals we will not remember them why because he's making everything new verse 18 but be glad and rejoice forever in what i will create for i will create jerusalem to be a delight and his people a joy Verse 19, I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. No more weeping, no more crying. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years. For those who have lost our children, for those who have lost our parents, our grandparents, our loved ones, the one who dies at 100 will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach 100 will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. And they will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones, which are us, you, it's you and I. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are speaking, I will hear. How can he answer before we speak? How can he answer before we call? For we will be one together. Our relationship will no longer be broken by our sin. We will be perfectly in unity, united with Christ, with him. For he will know us and we will know him in death and in resurrection. That's why it says in verse 25, the wolf and the lamb will feed together and the lion will eat straw like the ox and dust will be the serpent's food. 
they will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. A time is coming, and the day is drawing near. The day is drawing near. The day is drawing near. Where loneliness will pass away. Where anguish will pass away. Depression will pass away. Pain will pass away. Agony will pass away. Sadness will pass away. Fear will pass away. Sickness will pass away. Disability will pass away. Division will pass away. Strife and hatred will pass away. Division, war, all these things that hinder us, that divide human beings will pass away. Even when our life ends, even our greatest enemy, death itself, will pass away. And death will no longer have hold and rule over us anymore. It is finished. It is finished. It is done at the work of the cross. And for those who believe in him shall have eternal life and have hope to the end. And the question is, how, you ask, how? How is this possible? Only one reason and one answer is because he lives. Because he lives. It's because of the resurrection. It's because of today, because of Easter, because of today, because he lives, and because of the resurrection. For Jesus is not just in the crucifix. He has now remained dead. For he rose again after three days. He is alive. He is alive. And because of today, and because of Easter, because he lives, that is why, and that is how, and that is our answer. And I'm closing with this. And I'm reflecting on the story of Lazarus. And we are all like Lazarus. Why? For Lazarus, he died. And Jesus brings him back to life. All of us, we're all once like Lazarus. Once dead in our sins. And I pray that as Martha believed here in the scene and as Mary saw and believed when Jesus Christ rose again from the dead, that we will have faith like Mary and Martha. Let us believe. Let us believe and live the rest of our life here on earth in Christ. On the story of this in John 11, verse 17 to 27, it says, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. And in other translations, it says, Jesus wept. For Jesus loved Lazarus. For Jesus loves you. He loves you. We were once dead in our sins. He brought us back to life. But the story goes on in verse 18. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out, meaning it was an action. She took action. She went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. And only one person went out. Who? Martha. You know, Martha usually gets a bad rap. But she goes out to see the Lord. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, 
if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Even in the midst of her hopelessness, she still believed. In the midst of your hopelessness, will you still believe? Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I know. The question is, do you know? Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I'll say it again. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus is asking to Martha, do you believe this? And he's asking us, do you believe? Martha usually gets a bad rap. But let's take a look at how Martha responds to Jesus. And I pray, and I pray with all of my heart as Deep Roots Church and for those who are listening to the message, for the disciples, faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, that this will be your answer as well. And I pray, and I pray that this will be my answer. Let's take a look at what she says. Verse 27. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Can we just close our eyes at this time? The question is, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe this? Jesus is asking us. Please let our answer be, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Believe. 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 Say yes. Say yes today. It will be the greatest decision, the best decision that you will make for all of eternity. Say yes, Lord. Can we just place our right hand to the left side of our chest, our heart representing our soul, our being, our everything, our life, our nefesh, our soul, our whole being before God. Can we just say yes? Can we say yes, Lord? Yes, Lord. I believe. Tell him, I believe. I believe, God, with all my heart. I believe with all my being, with my soul, with my nefesh. I believe that you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God who is to come into the world. For you have died and you have risen again. You did not remain in the grave. You are alive. And because you are alive, I have hope today. Because you are alive, I have hope 
for the promise, not just in this lifetime, for the life of the eternity that I have in you, O oh God. Oh God, yes. Yes, Lord, yes. Yes, I believe. You are the Messiah. You are the King. You are the Son of God who is to come into the world. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe, oh God. I trust in you. I see you. For God, you love me. For you know me. You know me. You know me in my mother's womb. You had a plan and a purpose for me. Oh, Lord, we look to you. We look to you. We look to you, Jesus. We look to you, God. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. It is done. It is finished, my son. It is finished, my daughter. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost for the spring of the water of life, the water the same water that was offered to the Samaritan woman. Those who are victorious will inherit all this and will be, and I will be their God and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars will be consigned to the fairy lake of burning sulfur. For this is the second death. Thank you, Lord, for the promise that we have in you. The hope of eternity. The home that we have in Christ. For we are just mere traveling here temporarily with our visas. But our citizenship, Lord, is in heaven with you. My citizenship is not of this world, of any particular nation. For God, I belong to you. My citizenship is in heaven with Jesus Christ. For I have died and I rose again. How? Because you live. To know you in your death and your resurrection, Lord, as Paul prayed. Lord, that is my desire. That is my heart. And this one life, one chance that I have here on earth. Lord, let our answers be like Martha. Let us say, yes. Yes, Lord. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. Now, before we close in prayer, we're going to keep the atmosphere going. 
We're going to keep it going. And I would like for you to pick up the communion set that we gave to you and the set that we dropped off in your mailboxes. If you could just get that ready. I'm going to just give you some time to go ahead and get and to pick up the communion set that we received. And we're going to now transition to a time of communion, a time of communion before God. And as we do so, let's continue on. Let's reflect upon everything that we've been through throughout the season of Lent and everything that's happened during the season. And let's just all surrender and, and, and lay it down at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ and look to Him. Know the promise that we have in Him. Know the promise that is given to us that will not be taken away. For it has been given. It is done. It is finished. And the way that we receive is to believe. Believe in the one who loves you. Believe in the one who died for you. Now, if you have not yet been baptized, and instead of partaking in today's communion, if you have not been baptized yet, I want to encourage you to take this time to reflect. I urge you to wait until you have first been baptized, since baptism is a public profession of one's faith, believing that you have died with Christ and you have resurrected with Him in this new life. That is the first step. The communion which you are now doing is an invitation of one's ongoing, continual, and renewal of a Christian faith. So if you are not a believer today, please let this moment just pass you by. For those who partake in it, the scripture tells us, in an unworthy manner, not understanding the weight of what you're doing during this time, without examining and discerning themselves, it says we'll be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, and we will bring judgment on ourselves. So now, for the believers of Jesus Christ, for the followers of Jesus Christ, and if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, I invite you today to partake in today's communion. Let's pray together. Lord, we look to you, God. We thank you for this long journey that we took for us to get to where we are today. For God, we don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know what next week will bring or the next year. We don't know what will happen to us. We don't know what will happen to our families and our loved ones, the people that we love. But we know one thing. We know who holds our future. We know the one who loves me, the one who loves us, and the one who died for us. So God, we look to the resurrection. Today is a day of hope. Today is a day of restoration. Today is a day, God, where we have hope in Christ. For God, because you overcame death and death itself, we have life. Oh God, we look to you. Speak to us. Guide us. Let our hearts be united with you right now at this moment. And look to you, Jesus Christ. We look to you. John 6, 48, 58 tells us this. That I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I'll say it again. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is a bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread 
that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever let us understand the weight the meaning of what we're doing right now as we feed on this bread that we will live forever for his flesh is our food and his blood is our drink that only when we eat his flesh and drink his blood will we remain in Christ and he in us. Let us feed on what is given, offered to us by his sacrifice, the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us remember the weight of our sins, the depth that we have carried, that we cannot save ourselves. Only Christ can save us. Let us know the weight of what we're doing. Let us understand. If you just continue to keep your eyes closed at this time. I want you to continue. Continue to reflect upon the word, upon the scripture that we just heard. Reflect upon your life right now. Let us not let this moment be a shallow moment where we just go through the motions. Let us understand the weight of what we are doing right now at this moment. Let us understand the weight and the meaning of Lent, the meaning of Good Friday, the meaning of Palm Sunday, the meaning of today, Easter, on this very day. What is sacrifice means, what is death means, what is resurrection means, the life and the hope that we have in Him. No more tears, no more pain. That's the promise that's been given to us that's given to us as Christians, that's given to us at this moment. Oh God, we look to you. Jesus, we need you. a reminder of the bread the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me please go ahead and take the bread let's open up our package And when we're ready, let us take and partake the bread.
of Jesus Christ, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is my body, which is for you. Through this, it remembers of me. Please go ahead and take the bread. Lord, we eat of this bread and remember your body that was broken for me. In the reminder of the blood, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread, and drink this cup. You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Also known as the cup of redemption, which meant, which means to buy back. It's a covenant that's a guarantee. It's guaranteed. It's a contract, a promise, a vow, a pledge, a bond that has been sealed with an oath of the, with the blood of Jesus Christ. As you drink this, remember that your, your sins are forgiven. Your past your present, and your future. At this time, let us drink the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Let's pray together. As you close in prayer, let's take a moment to reflect upon the messages during the season of Lent and just the season and the things that we've been through with all the crazy change that's been happening around us. Going back to the first week, starting from Ash Wednesday, the promises that we made to God and the prayer and the cries that we cried out to Him. Remembering the first week, I am thirsty, Lord. Remembering the second week, touch my life, Lord. Remembering, pursue me, Lord. Remembering, I need to touch you, Lord. Remembering how much, Lord, with the story of Matthew, how much. And with Palm Sunday, my child, do you know? With Good Friday, my child, I have suffered. Do you know my passion? I am passionate for you. And with today, my child, it is finished. It is finished. My child, I have risen. I have risen. Remembering these two things from the message, how much, Lord, with the story of Matthew and with the story of Peter, when Jesus tells both of them to follow me. Remembering these two things, 
that in Christ we have new life. You are a new creation. As Matthew had to turn and change the life that he lived, as Levi had to change the life, the direction that he was going, I too must now be different from my old life. I can no longer walk in path of wickedness to what I am used to walking in. Remember your testimony. Remember your story. Do not go backwards. Fall forward. Walk forward in grace. New life. New life. And number two, remember that you have purpose. You now have a new purpose in Christ. New purpose. As Matthew, as God used him, his ability to write, to record all the things that happened in the gospel in the book of Matthew, as he became the author and the writer for the book of Matthew, who would have thought that his purpose once when he used to steal from his own people, who was hated by his own people, will now be used for his glory and for his glory alone when Jesus said to follow me. And that's what happens. We have new purpose in Christ. Hence the book of Matthew, the first gospel among the gospels and what we have today. Let us turn our talents that we use in the past for our own glory. But now let us use it for his purpose and for his glory. Use it for him. Use it for him. For it will be the best decision. It will be the best wasting of your talent. For there is no waste in God. The world will say it's a waste. But it is not a waste. For it will be the greatest honor that you'll use. That will be used for God. That is the greatest honor. That is the greatest pledge of hope that we have in Christ. Use it for him. Use it for him. For his glory. New life. New purpose, Lord. Thank you for this season. Thank you for the journey that we took. Lead us, Lord. Guide us. Holy Spirit, we need you. 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 I am the bread of life. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. And whoever feeds on this will live forever. New earth, new heaven, former things will be remembered no more. No more tears, no more weeping, no more crying. For God, our hope is found in Christ. We look to you, Jesus. We love you. Before we close, for the final time, can we just whisper our prayers to God and seal everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray to him while he is near. Repent. Seek him. Repent for our lukewarm attitude. Seek him while he may be found. Can we just commit our heart and life to him? Tell him that he is your everything. 
And God, from now on, from this day on and forward, God, you are my all. There is no turning back. There is no going back. Can we just pray that prayer to him? Pray to him, for he is listening. Pray to him. Pray to him. If you could place your right hand to the left side of your chest, pray to him. Pray to him. Seek him. Father, I look to you. Forgive me of my sins. All my trespasses against you. Forgive me, Lord, for living this life. To pursue my own dreams. To what I want for myself. God, let me remember and know the weight of the question. Do you believe? God, when you ask me to follow you, to know the weight of that decision to follow you it's everything it's not only the ones that I want to keep that's comfortable for me but it's all the way it's all or nothing this life belongs to yours God use me as you will lead me in places where I don't want to go for God my life is yours waste me use me use me Use me in any way that you see fit. For I am your servant. For God, I am your instrument. For God, I am your vessel. All I have is you. You're the only thing that matters in this life. You're the only one that matters in this life. I commit my heart to you, God. I recommit my heart to you. To follow you passionately. Remembering the passion. Remembering your humility. Remembering your obedience. The perfect obedience. The perfect humility. The perfect passion. The passion of my Lord Jesus Christ. Who went on the cross. Who died for me. Lord, let us be like Simon the Siren. Who carried your cross. That we will carry our cross every day. up the cross and to follow you oh God even in life even in death I follow you my hope is found in you and you alone oh Jesus we need you I need you desperately more today more today than yesterday help me to hate sin more today than yesterday sanctify me renew me renew me For I've been justified in Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, who died for me. Jesus, I look to you. I want to know you in your death and in your resurrection. I need you right now. So God, we seal every prayer that was spoken in our own individual homes, in our own hearts. We seal it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, for we desire to hear your voice. Feed us your living word. 
and the the well, the unconditional well, the water, the living water, so that we'll never be thirsty again. For all the well is a dry well. It will leave us more thirsty and empty than before. For you are everything. We love you. We thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this season. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ. In my prayer, and as God's people, we pray. Amen. And.